Hello and welcome to another episode of Stories from the Christmas Shore. This is Season 2, Episode 12, Starbursts and Battleships. Uh, Starbursts, of course, meaning the candy, not the uh, five-inch round that's fired from Iowa-class battleships that explode in our illumination rounds, <laughs> which are also cards called Starbursts. Oh, my mouth is already frickin' with me today. Uh, the Canadian election is tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Sunday because Saturday was really busy. Yes, the Canadian federal election is tomorrow. So if you're a Canadian and you forgot when the election date is, it's tomorrow. So you better vote um, if you are informed. If you're not informed, maybe don't vote. Or maybe spend the rest of the day trying to figure out how to vote and who you should vote for. Um, I also wish candidates would vote more for the people in their riding versus down party lines, but you know, you know, you can th- wish for the impossible. It doesn't mean it's ever going to happen. And that's about it. So, well, actually, let's keep going. Will the conservatives get a majority? Will the liberals maintain a majority? Or will there be minorities with a weak coalition or a long coalition? If it's a weak coalition, does that mean when the liberals or the conservatives who win, who are the majority of the coalition, do something the other guys don't like? Does that mean we're back for another election? Are we going to enter this coalition BS where literally every second bill is going to have to be heavily voted on and will be down to the wire? Or will they need to use party power of both parties? Like, you have to vote with the party, and the party says this bill is good to go with. I would much rather see uh, individual representatives vote individually versus on party, but I understand why in the parliamentary system that we have, that's not ideal. So that's that. That's my opinion of the politics one. I'm not super uh, looking forward to the election. I was thinking, you know, I don't have it with me right now, um, but I did get myself an Elgato HD60S uh, external capture card, which, first of all, has been very, very fun to play with. Uh, I've been using it mostly to recover uh, VHS tapes uh, of family videos from the past, and if you have any of that, if you are a person who has any of that, like, get it digitized as quickly as possible. Um, just because you're more likely going to forget about it. It also sucks because if you were a person who only had so many, like, tapes that you recorded onto from your video cameras, and you and that also happened to be the same inventory of tapes that were used for recording TV shows, you may have some memories that are gone. And now in a digital age where we have cameras everywhere, the fact that we aren't using these cameras to do do it... Uh, to record it, or we're using them so often that the individual important memories just aren't worth, uh, are very hard to sort out. It's kind of disappointing. It's like not enough of one thing, and now we have two, we have not enough of a good thing 20 plus years ago, and now we, well, almost 30 years ago, uh, we didn't have enough of a good thing back then, and now we have too much of a good thing now, and we're not getting what we want. So I guess there's a little rant of, there's important memories that need to be saved, and there's a lot of stuff that we're just saving because... We want to be in the moment, and then, you know, it's like just your old cameras. You take a thousand pictures on a trip, and only ten are worth anything. It's an interesting, interesting dilemma that uh, the digital space and how cheap storage space has technically become when we think about it. And that's just me on my high horse there. I don't think uh, it's really anything massively different than what people would say for years and years. And I'm recording this in a slightly different setting. Instead of being on the other side of my basement at my uh, recording booth sort of thing, My, I wouldn't really call it a recording booth. I, it's a conference table that's got this more set up. I decided to move this over to my uh, gaming section where I've got my TV and my games and my sound system and record it from here. 
mostly because I want to watch football, and I'm watching NFL Red Zone muted right now because I do not want to get any freaking copyright strikes and bullshit like that. And I understand the NFL wanting to defend their copyright and just all these things, and controlling ambient sound is an important thing of being a podcaster. Uh, Over here, I'm a little bit farther away than the fridge and the um, furnace room, so it might help in some regard. And this is where, when me and my friends are gaming, and which is coming up in the future, so now I've got the capture card, now I'm going to start working towards getting my new um, production equipment and the uh, Blackmagic uh, HDMI switcher, which is $400 Canadian dollars, going to get that soon too. Um, it's still on pre-order, so I think that's a mid-November release, and by the way, Blackmagic designs, like, I hope that's a really good unit versus the Roland one. I don't want to spend $400 and then have to go and spend $1,500 on another one because it doesn't work all the way well. But I think Blackmagic is a company that's going to spend a lot of time on making sure what they're building is right. And the mini ATM looks like the device. It's amazing. It's technically a capture card, so I don't really need it. Uh, I don't really need the Elgato, but I think I'll still keep the Elgato for more single operations and stuff like that. It really depends on what's going to go on. It's nice to have the ability to have flexibility to go from three down to only one and just add commentary using my soundboard or various other equipment I go with. Um, so my, my idea, and okay, let me, let me, let me finish that. that. So that's a cool thing. And hopefully I will do, I'll try to get the guys, uh, a group of guys to do a gaming night uh, sometime in mid-November. Uh, well, actually, let's do this late November to er, mid-December and hopefully you do like I don't know like either a games night like where we're playing Smash Bros and having chaotic games or maybe playing Eternal Darkness on the GameCube or something like that or maybe playing like a cool story game all of us getting together and trying to go somewhere on that we'll see we'll see I know that uh, personally where I want to go right now with streaming is when I start personally doing it it's going to be um, playing the Mercenaries 1 and 2 series by LucasArts now Mercenaries 1 ha- was uh not really remastered, but was made compatible and cleaned up for the Xbox One. One, So it's actually been really fun to play again. And I'll say it's been really fun because I used to play it on my PlayStation 2. I rented it. I never bought it on my PlayStation 2, which was kind of annoying. And that was a really fun game to play. And playing it now is even more fun. I think maybe because the situation with North Korea is kind of crazy in real life. <laughs> uh, back then it was too, but more so now... But it's also like a little peaceful, so who knows what's really going to happen there. We'll have to see um, what the end result is. It's just a, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing to th- think about. And that game was really fun. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely be playing through with all, probably all three characters, and then I'll play through the, uh, through Mercenaries Two, um, World on Fire, which is based in Venezuela instead. Um, that one I, I have both on my PC and my Xbox 360, um, so I'll question which one I'm going to play on. Um, so the PC one's probably just as easy to do because it's my gaming rigs upstairs, so I could use um, I could just use the H6 as the sound connector, as the um, as the audio interface into my PC versus bringing up my big uh, Live Track 12. But this Live Track 12 isn't that big either, so. You know, it's not too hard to deal with. I could set that up and play on my TV in my uh, my uh, bedroom, I guess. I could figure something out like that if I wanted to. Um, I think that that one's a little... I don't know. It might be a little easier to do. The one problem with the Xbox One is I have to turn off um, Xbox Live 
because otherwise it tries to search for the EA server for that game that no longer runs. And the benefit with the PC one is I just launch it. Um, kind of annoying that's on EA Origins, but who cares about that? Um, I remember the first time I got it, it was a little choppy, and now it's actually pretty good. Um, I think I just figured out where the right settings to run it at. But yeah, it's 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 fun that Mercenaries 1 is back, and I'm able to play it again. I just keep forgetting about it and then going back to it. Um, uh, did I say last time I was playing River City uh, Girls, um, which was kind of like a follow-on from River City Ransom? I guess I'll bring that up. That's that's pretty fun. I watched um, uh, uh, Ray Brown, Brown Man of uh, Rooster Teeth fame, who's now his own stream streamer, um, play it all the way through, and it was like, oh, that's a cool game. I like the River City series. Uh, like River City Underground was pretty good, um, but the original River City Ransom, which I have <laughs> multiple copies of uh, both. I've got the uh, NES uh, online on the Switch. I've got it on my Wii U as a uh, NES uh, port game, I guess. And I remember playing it on emulator and <laughs> playing it on the original NES. I think I actually have it in my original NES collection. I have to check on that. It's just a really fun game. I remember that. <laughs> there's a there's a, a couple there's a version on emulator that you can find that's definitely a. Uh, a modded version that's quite adult only. So if you ever want to find that, and I'm pretty sure I, I may have brought it up in this podcast in the past, but yeah, just uh, <laughs> when me and my friends were playing, cause we found it, we had no idea how uh, <laughs> looking back, how mature that game was. Like we were 10 years old and we're like, what the frick is this? We had no idea what that is looking back. It's like, Oh man, that's uh, funny. That's funny. Um, other gaming news. So the PlayStation has claimed that the PlayStation 5 coming out uh, next year at some point, maybe even a little bit later, who knows, we haven't gotten a full release date yet, will be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games. Uh, that would be very nice. We'll see if that happens. Also, it would be interesting to find out if it is backwards compatible with PlayStation VR. If not, they will run... Will it be a proprietary new headset, and will PlayStation VR games that... Um, were on the PlayStation 4, the EVDS 4, will they work with the new version of PlayStation 5? Uh, it's just a question I have. Um, I'm sure we'll find out eventually, maybe at the PlayStation Experience when that goes live uh, later in uh, December or late November. I forget when it is. We'll get some more answers out, especially since they didn't, didn't bother to go to E3 this year, and E3's kind of now becoming another dying trend. So we'll see about that. And as I said, watching <laughs> watching Sunday football muted. Um, man, was the last Monday night's game between the Lions and Green Bay? That was that was a sad game because both teams played very well. But just uh, Green Bay probably wouldn't have won that game. In fact, I'm fairly certain Green Bay would have lost that game had it not been for those uh, extremely bad referee calls. And I was watching the game live and, you know, uh, on ESPN and, and Booger was right about calling out that game and saying like, oh, these refs are making bad calls. They need to look back on that. And you do think that what should be, I understand that there's a timeline. You want to keep the game running for a certain degree, but really like some of those calls that look bad, like on instant replay that they play in the stadium half the time and they definitely play on TV. You think the refs could just go off for five seconds and be like, oh yeah, that camera angle shows it definitely wasn't a call. I'm rescinding that call. That's a bad call. You, you wish that could be possible. Because this is, I don't know. I guess there's, there's, it's just, 
Or maybe the uh, refing staff in New York just contacts them and say, hey, no, that's that's a bad call. Let it go. It's just that's that's one of the bad things about that uh, the game. And then we had Patrick Mahomes getting injured, um, which is sad. Originally, it was three weeks. Now it's three to five weeks when he'll actually get back into the swing of things. Now, um, on NFL memes on Facebook, they have a picture because Mahomes is a voice very similar to Kermit the Frog. They had uh, somebody superimposed Kermit the Frog over him. And the caption was, you savages, how dare you do this? And every time I would see that picture, I would just immediately go to Jordan Peterson because of Kermit the Frog for some freaking reason and, and go... Uh, and it would be Kermit lying on the floor, lying on the grass, yelling at all the players, you need to go home and clean your rooms. You think you could change the world? You can't until then. And it's just like, I sent that to my friend uh, and my former roommate, Jeff, and he just died laughing at that too. So that's that's just my opinion. I, I think it was just, that was funny. It, terrible what happened to him, but, you know, that, a funny result of that. Still, I... I I, I just I wish that NFL players weren't getting hurt the way they were. I, I, I want the players to stay in as long as possible, to have as much fun with this game, to have uh, the ability to make the most amount of money they can without doing anything questionable. There are definitely some players who need to be kicked out of the league um, who are bad. I mean, there has to be, but I'm not the person to make that call. I'm just a guy who watches NFL. Um, I'm just one person. I'm not going to go to the L.A., LA Chargers or the LA, you know, Rams management told them to fire a guy. I'm not going to do it to New England. I'm not going to do it to Green Bay. I'm not going to do it to Oakland, uh, which I believe is going completely over to Las Vegas next year. I don't think they took the extension for 2020. Oh, and I made the mistake of saying 2020 instead of 2020. Well, that's another uh, that's another bang for me. Punch me in the face or something like that. <laughs> you know, fake injuries are funny. Real injuries are not. Um, what else? Um, I guess another thing is I now am in the market to buy a component to HDMI converter, upscaler, um, proper one, just because I do want to capture some stuff. Like I do have some good games on my PlayStation 2 I'd like to play again, and capturing them that way would be nice. Uh, all my GameCube games I can get uh, various, though I'm still considering getting in an HDMI uh, adapter for my GameCube because I do have the um, com- component port on my GameCube. I know some people don't. Uh, it wasn't really a popular feature. Looking back, I discussed this with my brother. Looking back to the early, like, 2001, 2002, there weren't, like, HD screens were starting to become a thing, but it was, like, 2003, 2004 when they really were coming on. And people still, like, when you looked at it, DVD players were running component, were still running composite. Like, if you were buying a DVD player in 2004, 2005, you were running composite still. You weren't running component. Um... Like it really, really, like it wasn't until 2005, 2006 when component was starting to become a thing. And even then, like HDMI was quickly coming on to the thing. Like 2007, HDMI was starting to become a thing. And it seemed like it was going to take a while for HDMI to become a thing, but thankfully it didn't. And now that's a common cable. But component really had like a very niche time period where it was there. And I guess from the looks of it, only enthusiasts really bought into it. And I can see why that became a problem. Like, you know, the, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 4 definitely... I mean, PlayStation 3 definitely supported component. Uh, the PlayStation 2 does, and I believe the original Xbox probably did too. Um, GameCube sort of did, but it was a 480p signal. It wasn't a 720p signal, and same with the PlayStation 2. Um, and 
there's no comp- and there there was component for the for the Wii, um, which I believe was like it was sort of 720 but barely, and then when they came to uh, the what's it called um, the Wii U, it's the same connection as the Wii for component or composite, but at that point it was HDMI and almost all the TVs in 2008 were HDMI anyway. So in 2009, so just by HDMI and then 2010, everything's been HDMI ever since. So, you know, it's, it's been this weird event where they don't have to send all these extra annoying cables anymore. And, you know, you go through, but it's kind of annoying for me trying to play retro games, making sure it works. Now I did have, um, I had two, composite and s video uh upscalers one was a plastic one that i got for like 25 bucks off amazon uh had a green had green shift and came with a broken button so the button didn't work it was broken into the frame and it was green shifted so um all the colors had a green tint to them more than i wanted and i thought oh that's i didn't even know there was anything wrong um until i played um <laughs> until i bought a bet- better box and better cables so i so my cables weren't always great, but my box was definitely wor- the cause of the problem. So when I got a better box, I ran them, and the, the cables were a little bit bad. So then I'm like, okay, I'll trade the cables out. Had better S-Video cable. Um, the box was still green shifting it a lot. The cables, the my bad cables had a little bit more blue than green. And then when I got rid of those bad cables, it's like, oh, I actually have absolutely fantastic... Uh, it runs pretty good. Now, Hyperkin... I think that's uh, how they are. They're they're a gaming accessory making company. They've come out with um, HDMI uh, adapters for um, the uh, connection from the SNES to the GameCube. You know their composite connection uh, for the PlayStation. Same thing for the Dreamcast, and I think for the Wii. It looked like they had the Wii. I just I I, I heard various things like the Dreamcast one. I heard mixed results of like between some of the games on the Dreamcast not working. I've heard issues with it like they're forty dollars a piece Canadian. So I'm like I know that my thing works right now and besides from paying like a hundred dollar for the upscaler for the GameCube and maybe trying to find um and running a an upscaler from seven t- from uh from compo- from component to uh to HDMI for my PlayStation Two, and I guess those will work with the PlayStation One as well. But the PlayStation One definitely doesn't have that um, that level of computing power to put out that type of image. Anyway, there's no real point in doing it. And for the older systems, I mean, I guess it's just convenient plugging into a um, an amp or a TV. An amp more now, especially since TVs have a little bit, they're a little more limited in HDMI space. And I kind of get that. Like, they have to have their uh, ARC channel, their audio return channel and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of a, it's a little annoying, if you know what I mean. But things to deal with. Um, and the cool thing is these retro consoles, like the mini NES, the mini uh, PlayStation, the mini SNES, the classic uh, mini... The, I mean, both of them are classics. Uh, the NES and all of them are being called classic systems, and the uh, and the Sega Genesis one too. The the fact that they're all HDMI compatible um, just makes things really easy to record off them. But of course, they come with their selected games without turning them, without modifying them to put more games on it. it they're not. Uh, they only come with the games they have on it. So there's a slight negative there, but you know you can complain about it all you want. Uh, 
I just know that I, I'm less. I feel like I'd rather spend a th- four thousand dollars on buying a really powerful laptop than spending two hundred dollars buying these various cables. That from Amazon reviews, like it, it goes from it works absolutely to it's a piece of junk, and uh, it's just yeah, not not uh, you know, upscalers aren't too hard. And considering that they work with everything I have that runs composite and S video, like I'm willing to spend like if I'm buying an upscaler for sixty bucks and it works with everything from my NES up to my GameCube, that's like okay, that's seventy bucks, but that's seven systems I have that work on it. Versus if I'm buying the um, buying the uh, special cables for the Dreamcast, for the game, for the Nintendo, for, um, for the PlayStation and for the, and what's, and um, for the Wii, that's $200. And frankly, two of them are, three of them are for one system only. The other ones are, um, well, two of them are for one system only. The Sega Genesis one is for one system only. And the, uh, and the Dreamcast one is for one system only. The Nintendo one, sure, I get three systems out of that, but I still need an upscaler to run the NES, and so I'm still going to need that upscaler anyway. That doesn't solve the problem for the NES. And it's just, it's an extra piece of, it's just like, so instead of spending 70 bucks and maybe buying a, tw- maybe buying a few side cables here and there, there if I need them, which I already have in my inventory are all of the S video and uh, HDMI, and uh, composite and component cables. I don't need to. With the PlayStation 2, because I do have component, I could buy a $60 upscaler. And I might consider doing that, especially if I decide to stream Ace Combat 4, 5, and 1 on there. Uh, Granted, I could stream Ace Combat 5 from my uh, PlayStation uh, 4 as well. So that's that's something to think about. what else? What else should I go into? Oh yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, anyone see this? Like, so Tulsi Gabbard really tried to lay it on to the DNC and this and CNN during the last debate and criticize them. And she had like she had the second lowest amount of time to talk of anybody, which was just oh, just not very very good. Um, and Andrew Yang had even less than her. And Elizabeth Warren had four minutes more than anybody else. Had a lot of time to talk, and it just seemed like CNN was really playing favorites there. But then Hillary Clinton gets in and says that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset, just like how she blamed that uh, Jill Stein, who ran as an independent for the Green Party in uh, in 2016, was a Russian asset as well, a Russian agent. Jeez, Hillary, like, just shut up and go away. Or get in and debate Tulsi one-on-one. You'll be ripped to shreds by her. Like, good as me, I'm not a fan of Tulsi Gabbard's social policies, but her military policy, her foreign policies of pulling out of of the Middle East and not wasting human life, money, and all this other stuff on conflicts that have base, are the longest-running conflicts the U.S. has ever been involved in. Let's pull out of that and get that crap out of there. It's just, it's just, it's... Oh, it's honestly just annoying, terrifying in a way that, and the way that they treat her is just so bad. Just so she laid into Hillary Clinton quite brilliantly, and then did, and then laid into the New York Times and CNN on CNN's own channel. I 
Jeez, like, I'm not an American, and I wouldn't vote for Tulsi because of her uh, social policies, but her her foreign policy is worth looking into, and she does make some efforts. Like, uh, I watched most of her uh, interview with John Stossel, and she made some good points, and I was kind of happy for her. I wish she had more time out there, but, oh, I understand why the DNC doesn't like her, because she's too much of a free thinker like uh, Yang is, and just it's just stupid how the uh, party toes the line in such a hard way and then uh, oh yeah Freedom Tunes on YouTube um, had a great video after the <laughs> the freaking debate involving uh, like apparently uh, Robert Fran- Beto slash Robert Francis O'Rourke had um, had uh, brought up a phrase that he, he thought that uh Children from like you know churches should lose their tax tax free status if they're not teaching LGBT um, stuff and then Ben Shapiro made a comment that if he if Robert Francis tries to take his kid away to teach them LGBTQ things he'd meet them at the the at his door with a gun and then Freedom Tunes just Seamus just made an amazing treehouse video of of Robert Francis standing on a table yelling into Ben Shapiro's treehouse and Ben Shapiro opens up with with welcome to the rice fields folks <laughs> with a California compliant uh cork gun which was just so funny you want the boogaloo this is how you get the boogaloo folks <laughs> it was a very funny video and worth watching and I, I just freedom tune Seamus from freedom tunes has just been v- doing very well recently <laughs> His coverage of the uh, debates is quite hilarious. Quite hilarious. Uh, I was going to watch uh, um, Razor Fist, Rageaholic's uh, covering of uh, the debates. I started watching a little bit of it, but uh, I don't know. It's just I, I can only hear so much political crap for so long. And it's interesting when you're a political scientist and you're just hearing people and you're like, no, I've thought about these positions and yours is like, Maybe value-wise, yours isn't the wrong one, but in economically-wise, it's quite terrible. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan. And then, uh, let's see, we've got Luigi's Mansion 3 coming out soon. Uh, October 31st, I believe, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, surprised we haven't seen the Banjo... No, we do have Banjo-Kazooie, and we do have uh, Dragon... Never mind. I was waiting for waiting for their next, uh, some more players to come out for, um, what's it called, uh... Yeah, uh, for for Smash Bros. Uh, characters. When are more characters coming out uh, for Smash Bros. Ultimate? It would be really nice to see uh, the next uh, the next wave of characters uh, that are supposed to be coming out soon. Um, we'll see. I know they've announced a few of them, so I can't wait till they all come out. But it it might be a while. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who are the? So we've got seventy six plus DLC characters. So. Uh, Piranha Plant is in. He's already arrived. Uh, Joker from Vasana. Hero from Dragon Quest. Banjo Kazooie. So that's four of the five. So maybe that is all the DLC there's supposed to be. I thought there was supposed to be more. Um, but maybe there, maybe there are uh, next generation coming on. Uh, oh, there's still more characters to be revealed because I know that there. Um, they announced a few. Um, but we'll see. We'll see when the next uh, generation. Um, so yeah, that would be cool. Uh, having Benji is always kind of cool. I thought there was somebody um, who was going to uh, who was going to come out at the end of uh, like in December or something. I thought there was uh, something, but maybe that's not true anymore. Oh yeah, uh, we got. Oh yeah, that's right. A character from Fatal Fury, uh, 
Terry Borg is in November. Okay. Uh, who? Bo- Bogard, I mean. So, uh, who else? We're, let's see, that's that tier. So, we got him. Oh, yeah, and there's another character after that uh, who's going to be in February. Um, and there might be even more because they're talking about there might be characters from other series. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see what they decide to throw out. It would be cool if we got another uh, character or more. Um, and, yeah, so this... Uh, this Wednesday, Ace Combat uh, pa- second DLC mission pack uh, comes out. Uh, DLC pack five, but mission pack two comes out uh, involving the Alicorn, the super Symphaxi submarine uh, that uh, has gone rogue from Erusia and is preparing to do its own mission to do it and um, take care of the end the lighthouse war its own way with its with Captain Torres and. <laughs> It, it looks like it's going to be interesting because it's supposed to be happening over Anchorhead Bay. Um, but will that involve, uh, will that directly involve the Alicorn or not? Or will that involve just Mimic Squadron? We'll see. We'll see. Um, so this is a shorter episode than most just because I don't really have too much to talk about. Um, m- the movie Midway is coming out uh, November 6th. So I might see that. I'm heading down to Phoenix around that time. So we'll see if I uh, see it there or not. Um, I'm questioning, will I take my H1 with me and record an episode down there, or will I record one uh, after I get back, uh, the Saturday after I get back? Because that would be a Saturday I miss. Uh, we'll see. And my, I got a few friends come over tonight for a games night, and then uh, next sa- Sunday, next football Sunday, my uh, cousin and my brother and his wife and uh, and his wife's uh, younger sister are coming over to watch uh, football for a little bit. So hopefully that will be very fun. And anyway, that's about it. This was uh, this was episode twelve, Starburst and, and Battleships. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty good episode, I think. Short, but short but sweet. All right, uh, see you guys next time. Next next Saturday or Sunday, I'll record an episode for you. Um, probably next Saturday, because Sunday again, as I said, I'm having a group of people over to watch football. All right, uh, so that's about it. Um, anyway, see you next time. Bye.